Welcome to the It's Possible podcast, where we tackle topics between life, business, and everything in between, and how we make it all possible with your hosts, John and Amy. Let's take it away. And we're back. Back. This is always so <laughs> exciting getting started on a podcast episode of show. Uh, so it is mid October. Friday, October the sixteenth. Yes. Seven oh two AM. Yes. Felt compelled to do an update. Because we haven't done an episode in a while. Sharing some things. We have our house back. We do have our house back. So our house guests as of Late December, early January last year, have now their own house, which is awesome. Yes. And your parents came and visited for a little bit and helped us get everything back together again. Yeah, so we're slowly but surely kind of moving back to yeah, essentially, a regular. It was, it was just, it felt like everything was put on hold for like a year. Right. Yeah, like everything. personal, personal life stuff. Everything just kind of went into a holding pattern. Not doing too much with the house. Not doing too much of really anything in it. Of course, it, it's been a shit show. Well, it's also been exacerbated by, you know, COVID. Oh well, yeah. You know, yeah, the reality is, is they, 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 you know, my parents and their whole crew move in in January. COVID really rears its head by March, mm-hmm. and, and then kind of everybody's lives essentially go on, have been on hold, but. Yeah, but it's, it was about this time last year that we were like, okay, we're going to need to move down to the basement because we have our niece and nephew were like staying with us, right? and we needed an extra bedroom, and, you know, we, things were problems were noticed things were happening and and then we got your parents up here and so it's been about a year now where you and I were just kind of like whatever whatever we have plans to do it needs to just hit the pause button for a hot minute um yeah we kind of said we were willing to go about a year for the experiment and that was kind of started in August of last year yeah and um and just about to the year, right? To the it was like September and the September when they moved back to going like two weeks. Of of being back. Of finally being back. But it is it's you know it's hard because it's you just didn't realize how much things had changed until kind of your back. Right. But it's and our and at the same time is I felt like this whole time during COVID, everybody would just complain about like how bored they are, how there's nothing to do. And we were, have been like the literal antithesis of that. Yeah. Because of uh, baseball and we had, you know, weekend tournaments that are all day tournaments and it's during the week. We're just playing play catch up and round and round we go, right? I started working again temporarily as a hygienist and it's it, we're there's there's more things we're adding to the plate while everyone else is like you know 
trying to find things to do to keep themselves busy all while at the same time though is where the normal things where we would have been you know in the spring so from the outside it looks like we have been doing we do lots and lots and lots of things and we are very very busy and but like it's certainly over the last several months it was like you know march april we got chickens yeah and the really and that was because of covid in all reality is that it was normally when we would have activities that we would be at you know there was no baseball at that yeah. moment so then we kind of filled our time with oh, doing heavens. that what's the winter going to look like are we going to end up getting like goats and pigs well no you already said you wanted to expand the chicken coop like you already are mentally planning because we will probably have a abbreviated schedule with activities for the winter but that's what we're very much looking forward to like the fall winter well, for it has... a couple different reasons. So, like, the fall, winter... Because I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, you know, things start to get real crazy for us in the fall. And I was like, oh, no. Like, it's been insane for, like, the last six months for us. Yeah. And the fall is where, like, baseball is going to stop. And normally we would start... The, the next sport is basketball in the right. winter, right? But it's... As of now, with COVID, we don't really see too many youth winter sports. Because um, no, there's not a lot of for-profit organizations that are around here that are putting on, like, that have their own facilities. Most of these facilities are tied to the Y or the Boys and Girls Club. Like, there's not a, a gym that's just open no. for people to come in. And the only reason why baseball is a thing and has been a thing, because, like, rec ball had to cancel in the spring... But then travel ball around here, travel baseball is psychotic. Like you're talking, some of these kids are 50 out of 52 weeks a year are playing baseball all weekend, every weekend. And we don't want to live that life, but much to our chagrin, our eldest probably could play baseball that much and still love it as much because if he... If his games get canceled or if he doesn't get to play, he gets a little pissy. Yeah, he's bummed. Yeah, he really, really, really loves playing baseball. And that kind of really came to fruition this past year. But now, the, I mean, the last probably week or so especially where, you know, we've had rain. Um, so things have been canceled. It's like last night was Thursday, which normally it's it's we were at the point where Monday through Saturday, for sure, was practice. Sometimes there would be a tournament on Sunday. So sometimes we're talking seven days a week baseball between the two kids. Yeah. And um, Henry's not even there. <laughs> um, but normally Thursday was Jack's practice or game or whatever, and there was nothing. And so it's we had school all day, visited the grandparents for 30 minutes, and came home, and, like, we grilled out. We played kickball. And we, like, sat and ate dinner together. And then we have been watching TV again at night, which is, <laughs> like, it's laughable. But, like, people don't understand that, like, we literally would go, we'd maybe watch two hours max of TV a week. A week. Multiple, multiple days during the week, the TV never gets turned on. Sure. Because we are working from the moment we wake up until we go to bed. And 
And that's an important decompression time for you specifically. Yeah, I, I, you can run at all hours of the day. You could live that life. Well, for me, it's like when I stop, I stop, and then it's like I need to eat, and then I need to power down so that I can do this again. Yeah, there's no, there's no time for recreation. Well, because my recreation is eating. Well, (laughs) maybe a little bit. You enjoy eating and drinking. It's uh, no, it's 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 training. Oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, no. That's always been hard because I'll have people that will reach out and be like, oh, well, do you want to go do this? And it's like, well, um, no, I don't want to go do that. And the reason why I don't want to do that is that I only have so much time that I'm willing to, like, step away right now from, like, the business, from the my hustle. regular job. Yeah, and, and, and by no means, I'm not, I don't think that, this is just the stage in which we're in. You're not trying to be a martyr. Yeah, because I think that that is going to be a thing that a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, you know, if you're not waking up at 3 a.m., then you're not a real entrepreneur. Or you're not waking up at 5 a.m. I wake up at 3 a.m. But it's it's wake up early. You know, you're going to grind. You're going to hustle. You sleep when you're dead. And it's – and I think, you know, there's somebody like Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk, right? So he's super popular in the marketing space and he's a very loud voice that's out there and has massive following. And he's very much like the grind, the hustle. And that doesn't need to be what it is, right? No, and, well, that's not – yeah. But that's, that's the stage in which we're in right now. And so for me, it's like if I'm going to step away from my family and step away from business and then step away from my day job to go do a thing, then it better be something that I really want to do. And that's training. And for me, I feel the opposite. I hate training. I do it. But, like, it takes a lot of mental fortitude to, like, get up and do it because my brain – I think it's just – I just have mom brain. Again, I think that that's a stage. I don't view exercise as like a luxury and like a, a decompression time. That's like, God damn it. I have to do this oh. because I am, I have a health condition and if I don't do this, I'm not allowed to get away from me and there's going to be problems. Like it's, it's a different mental mindset, but for me, it's just another chore that I have to do. And I think having mom brain of <clears throat> just, you are literally pulled in 50,000 directions all at once the way that our brains work of we could be in the middle i can be in the middle of cleaning teeth and i'm like shit did i put the laundry in the dryer and god i forgot to put out the chicken to thaw for dinner and i gotta make sure that i do this and is john gonna know that like henry needs to wear this outfit for the preschool team spirit like whatever it is is this is the life of a mom 24 hours a day <clears throat> so and that doesn't end during training for me. It may for other moms. Other moms may absolutely look at it as a decompression time where their mind can escape. And that's not how I view it. But for you, it absolutely is your time. Oh, yeah. But for me, it's I require... I need at least 30 minutes where it's at the end of the night where nobody's speaking. And I'm laying in bed. And you and I talk. Or we get to watch an episode of something. And that for me is my time where it's my mom, momometer like shuts down for a little bit. But and that has not been happening lately. So now that we're kind of getting back to that, that's very, very nice. Yeah. And see, training is that way for me. Yeah. No. Nope. Where training is I can go and it's, there's one thing that I'm focused on. Nope. And I can shut everything else off. And again, that's just me. That's not, I'm not saying that that exists for all moms or all women, but. 
for sure for me that doesn't it's i hate this so much when will this be over all, so I, all the time so i can go back to worrying about all the things so i can go back i guess <laughs> <laughs> i'm still worrying about all the things but i'm not i'm not like you know in physical distress right i can worry about all the things while standing and doing the dishes it's a different yes yeah anyway so that has been very nice that like the the house is is quiet it gets eerily quiet a little bit um and it's just it's things that you have again you f- have forgotten what it's like that it's i mean the other day your the kids went to grandma's new house for a sleepover and it was just you and i in the house yeah and I'm not kidding. It was the first time in over a year, and you made me do it because I wasn't feeling good. And nowadays, if you're starting to come down with something, it's like you better, better lock that shit up real, real quick. So you made me do it, which is just we laid on the couch and watched football, and ordered takeout food. Right. It was like a dream come true. But like, I had a very hard time with it. Yes, you did. Because it's. My body—it's like my body now can't just sit still. I never really could sit still before. Right. But um. Yes, Michael. But. But yeah, it's my body had gotten so used to just having to go 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 all the time that literally sitting still and stopping was almost impossible for me i still had to like fold laundry while i was laying there like i had to do something great um but it was it was the first time in over a year that that has happened where it was just you and i and it was it ended up being very very nice um so that's been a good thing another thing i think that is well not new but is that the kids have been in virtual school and in the beginning the first couple days were rough and it was very much like a holy shit this is this is not gonna work right like this is a this is a problem because it's um i you know i knew that the kids were going to need assistance i knew that when they let out in march and i was quote-unquote homeschooling that it took some time for me to have to like sit with them and plan things out and work with them but I didn't know, nobody knew what it was going to be like with Zoom and, and, and then independent work and all these things. And quickly I'm like, this is, this is literally another full-time job. Right. How, how the hell, how the hell are we going to do this? While we're trying to grow the business, I'm now working as a hygienist temporarily. We still had your parents here at that time and having to deal with all that mess. Plus the, and by mess, I mean like the day-to-day things of like. You're talking feeding eight people, laundering for eight people, having to take care of grandma, having to take care of five dogs. It's like it's those are a lot of extra things. Right. And um, I thought it was going to be a disaster. But another good thing that has come about is we are now about nine weeks in and the kids are doing really well. Yeah. Michael's never done so well. Now, granted, his teacher is amazing. And I love her. And she deserves all the things. But it's not just his teacher. His teacher is a very, very big component because he struggled greatly last year. And um, 
but this this year it's it's not just his teacher it's it's the ability for him to have that independence to feel like a big kid and it's in it's having responsibility and i think this is something that we kind of touched on last night which is why you're like do you want to do a podcast now and i said no <laughs> but um because i didn't want to deal with it but it was he has he has a responsibility he knows that it's this is his job so to speak and that he thrives on doing a good job as opposed to when and i'm not saying that this happens all the time but when they're in school it's seven to eight hours a day it's you are told what you have to do and when you have to do it and then during that transitional time, it's you're either sitting at your desk quietly or you're standing in line or, you know, to go to the next thing. And, and that you could tell from Michael's mentality was starting to get old. And part of it is him growing up. I think that's why when you move to middle school and then you move to high school, there's more and more independence given. You're changing classes. Mm-hmm. Right. Different things are happening. Um, but he really, really likes, A, both our boys like the fact that it's they can take breaks when needed so jack struggles the most in this that it's he cannot sit in a chair all damn day and i know that that's not all that's happening in elementary school but in order to keep order there is a lot of being told what to do at all moments and it's he voiced that he voiced that specific thing last year where it's just like i'm so sick and tired of people telling me what to do yeah that absolutely because he my jack has asked to be homeschooled now since kindergarten and that's not for a like like he loves his teachers and his teachers have been amazing um so it's not that at all it is just that it's this is the most boring thing in the world i hate my life and i'm not allowed to just move and i feel the desire to move and um so they have done really really well with the virtual learning so far it's there's still challenges things sometimes don't work there's technical difficulties i mean that's going to be a given but the way that they have handled it i think has been great now i it seems to be that that's not the case for every family but just is going to depend on who who your kid is and what drives them i suppose like motivationally it's what it's obvious when you sit with jack or with michael it's they have great pride in unmuting themselves and giving an answer yeah so they really enjoy being able to give an answer and participate and then couple that with the fact that they don't have to be in a regular classroom environment it's a so, super rigid environment where yeah jack can show up without pants and sit there or as soon as it's over, I can go jump on a trampoline or... Yeah, or he can spaz. Like, yeah. it's so oftentimes that he'll be sitting on mute and listening, and then all of a sudden he'll just have, like, the spaz attack where he has to, like, let out a warrior cry. <laughs> or all of a sudden stand up and do a ninja move. Yeah, like, it's laughable, but it's... He absolutely does it's it. Just all the time. And in the class... And I'm not... And again, I get it. If a kid's doing that in the classroom, you have to shut that shit down. Because you massive distraction. Right. And you can't lose the order. You lose one, you're quickly going to lose them all. Right. For sure. And so I, I understand that. Like, there's zero judgment on that fact. It's just 
the nature of the beast. But being at home allows him to have a little bit more freedom of expression, both of them. And I think that that's been a really, really positive thing that they have seen. And, but I, I, I know other people that are having a hell of a time. And, and I hate, and again, I, and I told my friends, this is, I, I don't believe in like gender bias completely on things, but I have spoken to friends that just have boys and friends that just have girls and not all the time, for sure. This is not, this is not a blanket statement, but it's the boys seem to have done better with this. And I think that is probably just, again, the nature of the beast of some boys, not all, but some boys seem to just be like, eh, whatever. And the girls, and I am a girl, so for sure I fit into this category of constantly, it's the, we need to know everything before it happens so that we're prepared. And it's the what ifs. So it's if an assignment doesn't load, if there's technical difficulties, if you can't get into a Zoom call, it's like, what does this mean? What is happening? I'm going to fail. How do I fix this? It's just, it's all these things go through the mind where it's just like, we for sure have caught Jack. Where it's just, he's staring and then we check and it's a blank screen. And it's like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. She went away. Okay, like, <laughs> did you it. lose her or did the class? I don't know. She And it's and that's it. Like, the, the boys are just too stupid to, like, think of the next thing. Well, because it's, it's just, it's, it, there's no, I don't know. It's just, I'm, it, yeah. I'm a boy, so, right? <laughs> so the reality is, is that there's no next thought because the next thought doesn't matter. Yeah. Is this is the task. This is the task that's in front of me. And I need to accomplish this task right now. Yeah. Yeah, but then you need to go to the next task. Where's that? Over here. Because that's something we started doing with Jack. Where I sit down Jack in the morning when he's going to get logged onto his computer. And I go, what do you need to be doing? He goes, I need to look at my week. I said, great. So let's look at your week. And then once he looks at his week. He then can say, okay, now I need this. But that was a step-by-step process because for him it's just like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Because what he's waiting for is he's waiting for mom to hand him his whiteboard, hand him his marker, hand him his book, and then log him in. I beg your pardon. Oh, moms have to pop their tits out of their boys' mouths. Otherwise, you're going to handicap your boy to where all they're going to do is they're going to sit and wait to be served. I understand that. Michael just walked in. Mom, where's breakfast? Are you going to make breakfast, Mom? And are your arms broken? Are your legs broken? Do you not know how to make yourself breakfast? But they will always, because it's the path of least resistance. And it was something we dealt with all the time at the military school. And our nurse, God bless her, right, said cunt and... Fuck, and she was all over the place. Like, it was, she could make a sailor blush. She had the worst mouth out of anyone on campus. She's such a wonderful person. She's fantastic. This small little lady who was raised Pentecostal. Oh, sweet heavens. And just decided that she wasn't all about that life. Yeah. So she's awesome. Like, biker chick. Like, anyway, Mama B. So. Mama B used to talk about all the time where it was these boys have to get the titties popped out their mouth because they just, they can't make a decision. They have to have someone do it for them. All of these things. And it's so consistent. And so if you do it, see girls seem 
on average, seem to be more adept or ready to kind of just start doing things on their own. But they, they can need compartmentalize, to compartmentalize. They yes. can see the things that are important if they're told, and then they can start to be like, when I wake up, I brush my teeth, I do this. Boys, if you let them, if you don't give them any accountability. Dirty, filthy slobs at all moments of the day. 100%. They'll just do whatever. So you have to build in a structure, but then hold them accountable to get it done and let them do those tasks. But I think that that is why Michael has done so well. Without is a doubt. There is accountability. There's an, there's an assumption that it's, these are your responsibilities. You get these done. And he understands that and he takes pride in that work. Yeah, he comes but, and tells me almost every day, I'm done with my work. Like I haven't asked. I'm not even up there. I'm not involved. But he's like, hey, I'm all done. Because he likes being able to have that where he's like, I have finished this and now I get to have my time. And guess yeah. what? That was huge. When we had all the boys in the military school, their personal time was massive. Right. It was the most massive motivator. <clears throat> right. And so that's where, for me, it's what has helped Jack is he has more accountability towards his own shit. So it's Jack. What do you need to do? I need to look at my calendar. What do you need for your 830 class? I need this, this, and this. Great. We'll get those from your bag. Like it's, he still needs single steps. instructive But he's seven. Steps, but he's, right. But he's he is now, but he knows what that rhythm is and he can start to knock it out. Right. But they don't worry about anything unless they have to worry about it. And I think all kids are going to be that way. But man, Boys are very much that way. And girl, girl, no, girls are worried about all the things all the time from the beginning of time, it seems. Not, again, not blanket statements, but from our own personal experience as a boy and a girl, <laughs> what we've seen with other kids, having kids, being around kids, it's, it's, they're just, it's different animals. So it's, we have, uh, and, and again, not everybody, but from the friends that we've spoken to that have some boys they're like, eh, they're fine. Like they don't, they don't care. Like it works, right? It's not always a great experience, but they're like, eh, it's it is what it's it is, whatever. right? And for the girls, a lot of it's like this is disastrous. Like we are having, we are having serious problems, and and I again, I don't want to put that much of like a discrepancy between boys and girls because I think that for sure that there are things that cross over. The thing that I struggle with the most, I think, with virtual school is the perspective of the parents. Because kids are, are resilient. Like, kids will figure it out. Because in the beginning, it was the people were just so adamant, this will not work. Like, my kindergartner cannot do this. And it's it's probably not ideal for a, 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 a five or six-year-old to experience it. To be it. in school and have to have grades and be forced to learn things that yeah. are decided by uh, yeah, that's a third true. party. Absolutely. Yeah, Which is why people, you know, and that's what's it. so funny is people will shit on Montessori schools. It's like, well, they're just, they don't prepare them. And it's like, says who? Just because they can't read at five. And that's, that's a huge expectation is that these parents are freaking psychotic and they expect that my my child should be reading in by the time they get to kindergarten and it's that says who like if you if you look at other countries and the way that they do things which we got a very very big taste of it when we were getting ready to move to austria like how just how blatantly foundationally different the school systems were right but it's 
if we were the best in education, then maybe we could brag that our way is better. We are laughably not. Right. Right. And it's, I understand that fact, but it's, you know, and, and the thing I always say is like, my dad talks about all the time is that it's kindergarten wasn't even a thing. You didn't start school until grade one when you were seven. And then that's when you learned your ABCs and one, two, threes. Before then you played and you were with mom and your friends in the neighborhood and that's it. And it's like, and for him, it's like, and I'm okay. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. That's just a, a wrench turner somewhere. You know, it's, it's, I, I have purpose and value in individual thought and I'm okay. And for sure he's right. And I think that parents are just so quick to jump the shit of like, this isn't going to work. This is terrible. The kids need to be back in this rigid school system that we developed in the industrial age because that's the way it's always been. And that's the way that works. And but it's like, it doesn't end, work. But at the end of the day. We, yeah, we could go on forever. I know. Th- at this the is end of the day box. though. But at the end of the day, parents are not complaining. They will complain no. And we'll say phrases like, you know, this kids can't learn this way. And for go ahead. But in my opinion, at the end of the day, it just comes down to I do not want being responsible for my child twenty four hours a day was not part of the contract. And see, and that's where I get on my soapbox. And I'm sure that people, anybody, the, the four of you that are listening, may get pissy about this, but I am pretty pretty solid in my opinion that it's that's total bullshit because when you the the second as a woman that you get that positive pee stick right you it is now your response you are now responsible for someone else and the the minute that you become a parent everyone says oh your priorities change right but for some reason parents nowadays have assumed that it's like well yeah like I want to have kids but like I don't want to give up my career and I really don't want things to change and I still want a good marriage and I don't want that to be affected but like yeah I I would like some kids because they're cute and it's that is so not how it works right and that's the problem is that it's parents it's like well no that's the teacher's job and that phrase pisses me off because it's or it's, I'm having to do the job of a teacher, and that's not fair. And it's like, no, you're not. Do you have 25 kids in your living room that now you're trying to educate? No. You're responsible for your own kid. That's your kid. And why is that a surprise? Why is that a surprise that all of a sudden now you're responsible for your child, and that is now some burden that I was unexpected? And that is, and that seems to be what it is. So that's, in my opinion, everyone's just bitching about school <laughs> because you just lost your babysitter and it's and that, inconvenient to you. That's exactly what it is. But that it, 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 I can't tell you how much it pisses me off because and that's what I was telling you last night is that I'm not special. I'm not a martyr. I'm not a super mom. I don't have all my shit together, right? I still yell at the kids way too much. Jack, and I told you this last night, Jack gets beat upside the head with whatever solid material is around me every day because he just is in another world and it drives me insane i'm not saying that i'm calm cool and collected and have my shit together but i do know that when push comes to shove and john and i have had many conversations about this is that everything else has to be secondary 
So even though I just started going back to work as a hygienist and finally found some element, a little bit of like independence and self-worth and all these things that I have been missing, that started. We are growing our business. All these things, my own personal needs and insanity, and, and right? All of that has to come secondary because I'm a mom. Because no matter what happens, they come first. They come over John because I am their mother. So you and I have had to work out a rate, like schedules and arrangements on how things are going to work. And it is a massive inconvenience having them home and having to deal with all their school. But it's what needs to be done and complaining about it and then passing the blame onto them. It's like, oh, well, this just isn't working for them. They just can't learn this way. And again, I'm not saying that that's true. I know that different kids have different needs. But the problem is, is that blanket <gasps> statement of like, kids can't learn this way. All kids need to be sitting in a classroom for seven hours because that's the only way kids can learn. Right. Montessori doesn't prepare them. You know, Waldorf is a joke. It's these these things that it's just they they make blanket statements because that's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to worry about it. And that's total bullshit. But because, that's it. That that's all it is, is that I want to go back to where I don't have to be worried about these things. Right. Where it's I can go to work and just be at work and do my own thing and the teacher deals with my kid and then I pick him up at three and then I complain about having them during holiday breaks and all summer. But and that's it's, it, because when you pick them up, normally then you drop them off yep. somewhere else. And then they're going to be at a thing for those hours, and you pick them up, and you have to deal with them for dinner. And then maybe if you're a good parent, quote-unquote, you're going to help with homework. But outside of that, that's and that is, that's what it is, is that the inconvenience of this is that you went from probably seeing your kid maybe three, four hours a day to now they're there all the time. And I would feel a lot different where people complain like parents are complaining about this and saying like, well, I have to do the job of the teacher and blah, blah, blah. That's not the teacher's job. No, but my point being is that they're complaining about is that these parents want to be able to complain about, about the teachers or they, or no, no, no. This is what gets me is that people are like, you know, it's, um, teachers, you God bless teachers. Like mm-hmm. you never knew and, and whatever it is. We never knew, but that's where it's, it's that it, it's, you know, no one can complain about the job of a teacher again, kind of an attitude, but you, people have that same attitude, the same mantra for how it's like, oh, well, you know, for teachers, you know, it's their job is so hard. And I, you know, now that we have to do it, but at the same time, it's, you're being grateful for teachers, but today, right. Until you send them back. But it's even that. Then, it's even now. It's like you're grateful for the teachers. It's They have no idea how much work or what these teachers are having to do now to be able to try and switch. And your point was last night, which is absolutely valid, is that it's, yeah, you're thankful for teachers now until you send them back. And then the second that there's a problem, you're going to be up that teacher's ass that it's their fault that your kid is an issue. And that's it. Is that it's just if you're going to be supportive of teachers, support them no matter what the scenario is and remember that to where something where they make a mistake or they say something that they shouldn't or whatever it is and then you just camp inside their asshole yeah and it's just like well hold on remember how like it was you're super grateful for teachers and all the things that they do and they're underappreciated it's then appreciate them so 
it's the, those are the updates. Virtual we school, we got to end it. Yeah. So virtual school is going well. We got our house back. Our chickens are laying close to six eggs a day. Except when Jack drops them. Yeah, except Jack. Jack has decided on his own that he is going to be the sole grabber of the eggs. But then he puts them in his pocket. And then and, they crack. And then and they crack just a little bit. Like, the one thing about, like, farm fresh eggs is that their shell is freaking resilient, man. Right. So even if it cracks a hair, there's that membrane there that still keeps it intact. Yeah. No, Jack has decided... Well, if it cracks a little bit, then it's then, no then good. I, then I get to play with this now. <laughs> yeah. So it's worth throwing it against the compost pile and watching it explode. Or, obviously, oops, this broke more in my hand. I'm sorry. So right. we're supposed to get about six eggs a day. Right. Yeah. So those things are going good. We have some business things that are also happening that we'll have to update for another podcast when we get uh, anxious to be able to record another one because we have a lot of new business stuff that's happening, which is exciting. We'll talk about it another time. But just quit. Quit being a douche. Don't be so, a douche. Well, stop stop complaining about your freaking kids, man. Those are your kids. If you can't stand them, then look in the mirror because the apple typically doesn't fall far from the damn tree. Yeah, so but the re- reality is is that it's it's going to be hard. It's and, good. it's and very things, hard. And these things but are going to be hard. Here's my problem. Yeah. Things are hard. Right. So do something about it. That's it. It's hard for me. I don't enjoy this, right? right. I'm not saying that it's sunshine and rainbows, but it's everybody just wants to bitch about how things are but nobody actually wants to try to do anything differently right and i'm not saying because now it's it's, when we had the hybrid model then it was uh, people bitched about that and talked about how unsafe and terrible it is so then we go to an all virtual model and now that we're in all virtual everyone's bitching about how terrible it is and now that they're thinking about sending the kids back it's no we can't do that it'll be terrible it's damn it yeah. Just deal with what you got and freaking make the best of it. It's, but that's and it and are you complaining about it being hard because it indeed is difficult or is it because it's not what you expected your life to be at that moment? Oh, grow the fuck up. Man. But that's but that's grow it. Up. That, that's a, that's where Do I see a lot of Do you think that when I got a master's degree and I went to college and I wanted to go to medical school, do you think that I envisioned whatever it was 10 years later that like I'm going to be folding laundry at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and worrying about whether I got gluten-free cupcakes for the preschool picnic? Right. <laughs> no. Right. But like that's a bunch of bullshit. Yes, I feel like crap a lot of times that life didn't turn out the way that I planned it in that respect. Yeah, at that moment. Back but then. I have three healthy boys that are doing good. Right. That are trying to make the best of this just as much as I am. And life didn't... I, I, I figured I was going to have a whole bunch of letters after my name. And I was going to be a really, really important person. And that has not happened. Right. But my life is great in another respect. But, and people will not see that. They but refuse I think, to see that. Right. It's like, well, this is not what I planned. And this is not what I signed up for. It's what do you think you signed up for when you let someone crawl on top of you and get pregnant? Right. Well, it's, that, that's you are where it's, a parent. I think that the schooling is such low-hanging fruit and COVID and all these things that are going on right now that that is what's getting scapegoated. 
that is that's the scapegoat for it's I'm unhappy about this because it means that I don't get to do what I want to do. And that's where it comes down to is that it's just it comes from. So that's where it's, things can be hard. This is hard. There's no doubt. But are you as hard, miserable? Yeah. Right. You have but, to do something to fix your own life. And that's it. Is that are you as miserable as you are or do you hate it as much as you do because it is indeed as bad as it is? as you say it is or is it the combination of the fact that it's hard and, if it is, and you don't want to do it but for, for me even if it is that bad it's like no this is not working then do something else right you are not legally obligated to keep your kid in virtual school in the public system there are options yeah like, but that that's hard too though oh it's everything's hard right? that's it but for me it's just it's if if it really is that horrific then then life is telling you that you need to change and you need to do something about it. But that's where people, that's what just is pissing me off. It's just the constant bitching. It's we've had a hell of a year. Everybody has in 2020. Everybody. But this past year for you and I with you, your family and having to put everything on pause and then dealing with the COVID and dealing with all the things that everyone else is having to deal with, it has been a freaking year, man. And I'm not, again... We are not special people. We are not above anybody. It has been hard. We have sure had our share of complaining and tears and frustration and anger like everybody else. Right. But we have got, you and I don't have time to sit and wallow in the shit. No. And I don't know if people just have too much time and that's what's happening or whatever it is. Yeah. But it's, your life doesn't have to be as miserable as you make it to be. And that's, that's a good way to end it. Bitches. I have to go make breakfast. Go make breakfast because your children can't do things on their own.